Crosspoint Community Church. We are here to help each other worship, live, and rescue like Jesus. For more info on who we are, go to cpmodesto.org. Cross point this morning, and uh, for those of you who are newer or new, or if this is like your first Sunday, welcome. Um, you came on, on something we do every year called Commitment Sunday, and, and uh, to kind of those of you who maybe aren't familiar with what that is, it's, it's each year we kind of set a, a Sunday aside in, in November, and uh, it's, it's kind of some time praying up to that and seeking God to basically ask God how he might want to use us financially in the life of his church. And so leading up to this, um, uh, we've been hopefully all kind of praying and seeking God and saying, God, how do you want me to participate in the work of your kingdom with my finances and my resources over the next year? And um, so today is Commitment Sunday where people have come with, with commitments as they're committing to next year and um, what that does for us as a church is it helps us be uh, good stewards of what we believe God wants to resource us with so we can be about the work of his kingdom in the best way. Um, and really, today is about seeing Jesus for who he is and responding to his identity in a worthy manner. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but, but like growing up in the time and space that I did in the, in the church, um, one of the big things in, the, in, in some of those years was the five lang- love languages phenomenon. And uh, so, you know, and, and, and I just wanna say something this morning is that um, God's love language toward us is mercy and grace. But our love language toward God is obedience, That's how we communicate to God that we love him. He has incredible mercy and grace towards us, but the way he sees our love uh, exhibited is out of obedience towards him. Uh, So this morning, I'm gonna share just briefly, and we're gonna spend some time in worship and reflection and surrender to the Holy Spirit. And uh, the Holy Spirit recently taught me something about when money is not really about money, and I wanted to share that with you this morning. In the Gospel of Mark, Jesus has an encounter with some Pharisees and a group called the Herodians. <clears throat> and this is what happened. And they sent to him some of the Pharisees and some of the Herodians to trap him, Jesus, in his talk. And they came and they said to him, Teacher, we know that you are true and do not care about anyone's opinion. For you are not swayed by appearances, but truly teach the way of God. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay them or should we not? But knowing their hypocrisy, he said to them, why put me to the test? Bring me a denarius and let me look at it. They brought one and he said to them, whose likeness and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. Jesus said to them, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. And they marveled at him. You know, it's, it's interesting. Um, 
as we look at this passage and even thinking about today about how, what does God want from us? What is God's? You know, what, what, is, what belongs to God and how do we respond to God? It's interesting that in the very beginning of this is the Pharisees and the Herodians come to Jesus together. And what's interesting about that is they were moral, mortal, ideological enemies, even coming to physical violence against each other. The Pharisees were legalists who wanted to restore Israel through the house of David. The Herodians were kind of half-breeds from the tribe of Edom, uh, coming from Herod, and they wanted to restore Israel through the line of Herod. They wanted to kind of usurp the Davidic dynasty and, and put someone from Herod's line on the throne. They all wanted Israel to basically take over the known world. And, and, and so here these two groups that were very against each other come together because of their mutual hatred of Jesus. So they come to Jesus and, they, and they, they bring this thing up and they say, Jesus, you're a great teacher and you know, you, you're, not, you're not influenced by the crowd opinions or the talking points. And they say, um, so tell us this, should we pay taxes to Caesar? Should we recognize the authority of the Roman Empire or should we reject the, Ro the Roman Empire's authority and all of their abuses and their oppression? Should we give a pagan civilization what God has given to us or should we rebel against that? And so Jesus, knowing what they wanted to do, that they were trying to trap him and, and get him in trouble with, with Rome and get rid of him, Jesus says, Bring me a coin. Um, does anyone have a coin that I could borrow right now? Like, so, like a coin. So does anyone have a coin? I know we're in a national coin shortage. But if you have a coin, could you just bring it up? I can't come down from it because I think we'll get feedback. But can somebody just bring me a coin? Okay, awesome. Oh, there we go. We got coins. Okay, and then go ahead and take out a coin if you have it and hold it out for yourself if you have it. Um, so Jesus says, what's on this? So the question by the way, you guys did much better than first hour. Like, like no one got, I mean, eventually James Hankins brought me a coin, which I can always count on James. But, but um, anyway, so good job. Uh, so, so Jesus looks at it. So if you look at the coin, what's, what's on the coin? What's on the coin? The coin, I mean, there's a number of things on it, but there's an image, isn't there? The, and you guys brought up a quarter. And on the quarter, what image is on the quarter? George Washington. Yeah, and, and, so, and so it's interesting that, that all, of, all, of our, all of our coins and all of our paper bills, they all have images on them, don't they? They all have images. They're, they're all different images, um, and, and, but they've got images of famous Americans. It's interesting because, because when Jesus says whose image is on the coin, in the Roman world, an individual mark on something marked it as an object marked it as an object that was owned by someone it denoted ownership um, we see that in you know like in in agriculture and in like cattle you brand a cow to say who is the owner of that cow we do that in common refrigerators in rubbermaids by with a sharpie putting our name on that box and that denotes ownership of that box i realize people don't respect that very much today depending on what's in the box, but still it denotes ownership and you know because the response when someone says, was your name on it? Yes, that means ownership. So 
So really what Jesus does is he brings us out and he says, what, what, what image is on there? And so what they say, well, it's Caesar's image is on that coin. And so what bears Caesar's mark belongs to Caesar. You see, the mark was the only way that ownership would be recognized. And all the money in the Roman Empire had Caesar's image on it. In fact, it was, they were so focused on this that when the emperor died, they collected all of the money in the Roman Empire and they rebranded it with the new emperor's image because all of that coinage, all of that money belonged to Caesar. And so they brought it and they put the new Caesar's image on that coin because it belonged to Caesar. And so Jesus says, in answer to their question, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. So end of story, right? Jesus settles, settles the, the question and gets out of the trap that they set for him. But this is not about money, nor is it about paying taxes and whether or not we should or shouldn't, nor is it really about the legitimacy or illegitimacy of human governments. That's not the point Jesus was making. Be, be, because what he was saying was really obvious, but what he was saying is really significant. Um, Jackie, can you come up here with me? Thanks, Jackie. Uh, uh, Dan, can you come up here? Thank you. Thanks. Don't worry, you don't have to do anything. Don't, you don't have, okay, come on in, come on in. Okay, good. Hey, thanks for coming up. Appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> okay, tell me this. I have, I have Jackie and, and Dan up here. Whose image does Dan bear? The image stamped on him is the image of God. Whose image does Jackie bear? The image of God. I mean, I mean, we see Dan and we see Jackie, but they bear the image of God. Whose image do I bear? Image of God. Here's what I want you to do. Everyone who's here in this room, if you bear God's image, I want you to stand up. <clears throat> this is really, really important and significant. That, that, that Jackie and Dan and myself and all of you standing, who do you belong to? Because you belong to the person whose image is on you as a person. God has stamped his image on you and therefore that denotes ownership, that you belong to Jesus. That's what Jesus was saying as he responded to the trap that the Pharisees and the Herodians set for him. You can sit down, you guys can have a seat. Thanks for coming up. <clears throat> Do you see the significance of this? Jesus, Jesus looked at the people around and if you were listening to Jesus, you would catch the fact that he's talking about this coin that had the image of the emperor, but then looking at people who have the image of God. 
And Jesus said, yep, whatever bears the mark, that's who they belong to. You see, this mark, the image of God denotes ownership. You and I are gods, and by, way, and, and, and by the way, the coin that had Caesar's image also belonged to God. Why? Because there is a deeper image within the image of Caesar that is the image of God, that is more significant and eternal as opposed to our own images. You see, Commitment Sunday is about recognizing God's image in our lives, that he deserves all of us, including our money and resources, that his image in us denotes ownership. But you see, we've created a system that makes it okay for us not to actually obey Jesus, haven't we? We can dismiss certain things that Jesus calls us to. We can dismiss certain things that are uncomfortable for us. We can dismiss certain things by saying that other people have failed us so we don't trust them anymore and that we will go a different route and that that's okay with Jesus because we've created a system that makes it okay to disobey. But that's not what Jesus says here. He says, hey, if, if you, whatever mark you bear, that's who has supremacy and primacy in your life and in your existence. And so if, which we in fact do, whether we've been forgiven of our sins or not, whether we're a believer or an unbeliever, we still bear the image of God, so we are still owned by God. We still owe him everything. You see, you are God's son, you are God's daughter. He has given you life and a future that extends beyond your greatest dreams. Yet so often we see everything in the context of transaction. God's children or kingdom citizens don't make transactions with God. We are incapable of making a transaction with God because a transaction is a fair trade with something for something. You and I have never made a fair trade with God. (laughs) Not once. And we never can make a fair trade with God. There's nothing we can legitimately give to him because it's all his. In fact, all that that we've made also bears his image because it's come through an image bearer. So even those things belong to God. The things that come from our creativity and our thoughtfulness, that's powered by the image of God in us and our reflection of him. But what we can do is we can respond to his mercy and grace. We can give him all of ourselves in obedience. And that's not transactional, that's actually transformational. That's not a transaction, that's a transformation of who I am to become more and more like the image that I bear to become more like Jesus. And so this morning, I'm gonna invite the worship team to come back up. And, <clears throat> and for the rest of the, the time that we're together, we're going to reflect and we're gonna worship. We're gonna actually be walking through the Lord's Prayer as we worship together. And you have an opportunity to sing this morning. You can sit quietly. You can 
pray with another person. You can pray by yourself. You can, if you want, if you see someone, if you know someone in here who has a need, you can go to them and pray with them and pray for them. You can kneel. There's some kneelers around the worship center. You can kneel and spend some time with a friend or your family. You can, you can come forward if you want to. If you've brought your commitment cards this morning, there's baskets in the back by the prayer walls that you can place those in, or there's a box on your way out that you can place that. You can, during this time, you can go back to the kneelers by the prayer walls with your commitment, and you can spend some time praying and seeking and surrendering to God there. But we will worship through the Lord's Prayer, and we will consider together whose image we bear. Worship without death to self is idolatry. Say that again. Worship without death to self is idolatry. What is the Holy Spirit provoking you to do this morning to surrender or give up so that you can be free of idolatry and truly worship God this morning in the midst of his people? Let your worship be not a transaction to get something from God this morning, but an overflow of how his grace and mercy has moved in and through you. God, we thank you for this morning. And God, as we, as we worship, Father, I pray that we will worship in a way that we deny ourselves and we willingly carry our cross so that our worship would not be an idolatrous worship, but a pure and right and good worship that we would be able to seek you this morning, that, that Holy Spirit, you would identify and help us to get rid of the things that, that are keeping us from fully surrendering to you, the things that we hold on to. God, whether they're feelings or they're actual things or they're ideologies or whatever they are, Father, I pray that you would help us to surrender those things so we can worship and you would be pleased and honored by our worship this morning. God, I do pray that you would give us what we need to carry out your mission as a local body of Jesus Christ. God, you would help us to be generous with each other in the work of the ministry. But most of all, God, that you would help us to live in a way that we live out the image of God, the ownership that is upon us. God, that, that, that it is not about money or government or anything else. But it's about the fact that, God, you deserve all things. You deserve our whole life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you feel inspired and moved by what God is doing here at Crosspoint. Thank you.